0: This is an ABC podcast. I've got to stop biting my nails, sorry. Are you biting them while you're talking? I'm biting my skin around my nails. Uh, I really yeah. need to get it done. I need to get them done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all getting, you need to get cut off those cuticles. Getting it all a bit Because then you rip it and then it's like painful. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a, you know, I love sticking things in my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry for coughing into the fucking Okay. That
0: wasn't, that wasn't. Anything. Nah, you know me, my brain always goes somewhere. Yeah, I know. But it's true. <laughs> pens, pens and
1: things. Bang. 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 Bang.
0: Bang. Bang. Bang on. Hello, Zan. Hello, Miff. Can I just say, you've got the desk extremely low today. <laughs> I feel like I'm typing. I've got my computer in front of me. But I'm basically typing at my genitals. Do you want me to raise it for you? Can you? All right. 'Cause I just don't think I can yeah, like I don't think I can function like this. Like how low can you go? This that, is cool. Is yeah. that a little bit better? Yeah,
1: that's better. Okay. It's a little behind better. the scenes action. Yeah. Just raising and lowering the desk. Zan likes it low. I'm a low rider today. Low rider. Well my voice is a little bit little bit low as well. Yeah, you've been a bit sick. Yeah. Sorry for that we weren't able to be in your feed last week. I didn't have a voice. I had like the razor blade throat mm. where Talking, which is my job, yeah. um, was so painful. So sorry we couldn't be there. No, but we're coming to you I a bit wanna, earlier this I week. I don't want to get sick either. Exactly. So I'm really glad you didn't turn up. There's no I'm... more soldiering on. Those no. days have gone. No, fuck that.
0: I'm <laughs> not into it. Like we were just saying, someone coughs on the plane now and you're like, <gasps> what's wrong with you? Get this? out. Get out of this,
1: this. This airline tube yeah. of sickness. We already knew it was full of disease yeah. and farts and now it's full now of all kinds of COVID. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't have COVID. I had a nasty cold. Shout out to anybody who's getting sick at the moment. Because it's all it back, just every, apparently. Just every, every kind of virus is back. Yeah. Um, and we are not game fit, uh, nor was I. But the, you know what? The, the good part... The silver lining of not doing Bang On for a week and a half is that we have so much to catch up on. Exactly, And we are going to be talking about what's just come through, which is one of our favourite times of the year, the Macquarie Word of the Year contenders. There will be bird updates. We've got Dolly Parton saving the day once again. And we need to talk about the Paris Olympics mascot, all of that to come. But more recently, did you watch Kath and Kim... My effluent life on Sunday and Monday on Channel seven. I did. did you watch it? I watched Sunday night and I started watching Monday night and I didn't keep watching.
0: Yeah. It was supposed to be a reunion of sorts. I've only watched one episode. I haven't watched the second one
1: as as yet. It's twenty to one basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's supposed to be a, a reunion, but in a way it was really just a clip show, wasn't it? Yeah, which wasn't a bad thing, but I don't think I think there's been a huge reaction online to um, To the program, in that it's quite disappointing. I think people weren't ex- were expecting more than than what they got. And, and to be honest, if you think of it as a clip show, it was fabulous. And what it made me do was want to watch all of Catherine Kim oh, again totally. from the beginning. And I just remembered the magic and the joy and the the pure genius of so much of it. There, it was so ahead of its time in so many ways and I want to watch it all again. But um, in terms of a reunion and I guess the promise of the new, I didn't really get that feeling from uh, it. So it may, I, it I'm not really sure. Like, what well, I feel like they deserved a bit more for a reunion perhaps, like a bit more Shazam and a bit more celebration because really in terms of our culture and, and cultural pinpoint moments,
1: this is a huge one and I feel like it, it deserved – a bit more? It was on Channel 7. I want to celebrate it more. Well, yeah, I mean, I I sort of think, you know, who knows what happens behind closed doors. I think that Channel 7 didn't sell what it actually was. They had a lot of the 10 minutes of new footage, which is all that they filmed. Yeah of totally new footage, new writing, all of that stuff, new kind of storylines, but a very short period mm. of of time that they did that, and that was kind of scattered through that episode on Sunday. But a lot of that was included in the promo, and you really didn't get a sense. You sort of had this idea that it was going to be a 20th anniversary reunion mm. episode, um, and maybe it was the communication of Channel 7, which was at fault. But I also sort of wonder for a show that was on the ABC for most of its life and then for the final season went to Channel 7, if the ABC would have done something different, if they would have done something that was a little bit less, you know, 20 to 1 and kind of a bit more reflective, even if it was a clip show. I knew it was going to be a clip show because I know someone who worked on it, so maybe my expectations were a bit different. But then when I went back and watched the promo for it, I was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't really give you an idea of what you're watching. But what it did remind me, the same as you, is just the genius of it, of how great the writing was, of what an incredible physical comedian Jane Turner is. Oh, my God. Just so good. And also just like the moment in time, like how cooked it was. There was all these things that I'd forgotten. First of all, it's like, oh, there's the panel. There's them around the panel. Forgot about the panel. Um, And even just watching the panel and how close everyone sat to each other. Just things that don't exist anymore. But the 2004 AFL Grand Final where they come on in a car (laughs) and then start singing Lady Hubs. I was just like, what is happening? Did this? I I must have blocked it out of my memory. I hadn't. No idea that that had gone down, and it's just it was cooked in Australia overseas. They were this huge cultural yeah. phenomenon, and they just did the most wild shit in the real world. I know,
0: and this is the thing, like as radio presenters, okay, I'm going to peel back the curtain again. Whenever there is a character like a comedy character, you always get offered interviews with people in character. Mm. And it's really difficult as an interviewer, I find I don't like them at all because, there's nothing there but the character. And you have it, to be part of the bit as well. It's really there's hard. There's no history. And if you're not a comedian, it's really hard to be a part of the bit. But then watching those two go on Rove and go on, um, oh, it was beautiful to see Burt Newton too. Yeah. got a bit of emotion about that. Go on Burt Newton. And it was just one of the funniest freaking things I've. you could, you could dream of if you ever had to do an interview with a, a – I guess a comedy act yeah. in character, yeah. and and watching them work, there was so much history and backstory and all of those things that they could draw from, which you could just see. And they loved it. They loved every minute of it. The nudge, nudge, wink, wink of the Bert Newton interview was genius, as was the Rove interview. Like I, I don't know, I I miss them.
1: I, I miss them, them terribly. Too. and
0: ten minutes of the Reformation, not enough. Not Come enough. Back, please, just give us, give us, give
1: the public what they want. Or just watch as everyone yeah. starts streaming Kath and Kim. all the um, year.
0: what's it on? Because I think it is on one of the streaming services. It's isn't got to it? be
1: right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I had a um, manicure one one day a while ago, and oh. they just had Kath and Kim. They might have had the DVDs just on repeat. Shit, or I'm, or just I'm going See, there. they're going. I hope this manicure never ends. It's better than like music videos. You know, when they get, you may get <laughs> the totally like, get you know, I mean, I don't
0: mind music videos, but like. I'd rather watch Kath and Kim, to be honest, when
1: I'm getting a manicure. It feels more apt. Well, speaking of music, one of my other favourite bits of it was Kylie Minogue, which I feel like, you know, of all the guests they had, the warning part was beautiful. They had a lot of special guests, Eric Banner, et cetera, et cetera. But- oh, that bit of Kel talking about how he
0: was he's, he's really great at throwing around Eric Banner in the daytime and then throwing around <laughs> in the nighttime I know my way around bodies. It was just like this little little snippet. Fuck, I laugh. <laughs> It was so wrong and it was so great
1: and that was there were little moments like that, little nuggets and pearls. Yeah, and they would have worked together on um, Fast Forward or Full Frontal or whatever back in the day as well. It was just like, yeah, (laughs) lots of little winks, lots of little asides. But Kylie Minogue as Epony Ray in that episode Mm. where she gets married and it's in the future, she was just (laughs) in all the the behind-the-scenes moments. You could just tell she was having the best time. She was using the vernacular, just there for it. But one thing that I'd never seen before was behind the scenes when they're shooting the wedding reception and they're on set and they've got to be dancing so all the main characters are dancing but there's no music no one's got like an an ipod or whatever and playing music so it's completely silent so they must realise, oh, they need to dance to a beat. So Kylie's there sitting out of shot, not in the shot, mm. and she's there just clapping and singing Akabella, <laughs> can't get you out of my head. And I'm like, surely you could get a speaker. You've just got oh. Kylie singing one of her biggest hits on the side oh, and just brilliant. there, just giving it, doing it. Oh, that's amazing. This so must good. be in the second episode
0: because I didn't see this bit. That's that's fantastic. So, so good. And you know what I loved too? Like I had a realisation. The love between Cat Day Night and Kel is actually pure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the kind of love you want yeah. like it's we've had it modeled for us in, in that couple on the Now television. we're their age as they
1: were. And when, I'm like, back in the day. Yeah, they
0: living. That's just, you know, like that's what you want.
1: You want a bit of that. A guy. Short shorts and some power walking. <laughs> exactly. That's what lovers make. Exactly. And <laughs> but
0: the respect and the way they speak to each other is just so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, I was just watching it with, you know, sort of nearly fifty year old woman eyes. I was like, that's all right. That's all right.
1: That's all right. I'd, I'd have go a bit of that. I'd, I'd have that <laughs> <laughs> bit of day night action in your life? Uh, Absolutely. It is on Seven Plus if you want to stream it. Um here's us saying, Oh, we didn't think it was that good and then we just spent a good almost mm. ten minutes talking about it. But this is the power of, of Kath and Kim. Uh, I just want more and I feel like it it needs another celebration. Um just give us give us more, please. More Kath and Kim. More neighbours as well. Oh, Did ah! you see this news? I was like initially pleased and then I was like, What? Yeah. Like They were
0: announced as coming back in 2023. Backed by Amazon Freevee, another streaming service backed by Amazon. Uh, Channel 10 will be screening it in Australia. Great news for the cast, great news well, for the Well, some of them, crew. not all of them knew about it. Well, I know. I know. Some of them went, uh, can we just uh, stop getting excited? We don't know anything about this. This is, this is the first we're as, hearing yeah, of it. Yeah, awkward tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I think we're all a bit shocked, but um, obviously Carl and Susan were not shocked because they were part of the announcement. Yeah, and Toddy. And Toadie, of course. I mean, it's not Neighbours without Toadie. That's right. Uh, and I think it's been met with mostly positive vibes because as, as we have discussed, Neighbours is... An extraordinary training ground, not just for younger actors and people new to it, but it it provides so much work for so many people, especially crew. Um, So cast and crew, it's wonderful news for them um, and screenwriters and all of that. But there was some blowback online, which I think was interesting in that people get frustrated when they give out a lot of emotion and then all of a sudden – it There's, was for naught. Yeah, there, it's everything's okay. Do mm. you know? And I think I think a lot of that that emotion that we felt watching and saying goodbye to neighbours felt like it was real, and it was going to say it was going to end. So I think uh, people were very invested in that goodbye moment, and we loved the memories and all of that. And then to have it come back, I do understand. I'm really pleased it's back, but I do understand why people feel like, oh, did they know?
1: Was this always going to happen? Was it? Was this planned? Well, I dug into an article that you sent to me and uh, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's good that it's back, you know, obviously for all the reasons you said. It's employing um, people. It's making local content. There's a lot of fans still for Neighbours. But the character that plays um, Toadfish, Ryan Maloney, said that despite the big finale, there was always a plan to bring Neighbours back and it was the success of the final episode that helped. He said the numbers of the last broadcast were just huge, Amazon Freevee have seen that Channel Ten always wanted to keep neighbours going anyway, and a reminder that the reason that they had to stop was because Channel Four in the UK stopped, backing that basically them. backs them, and it costs a lot of money to produce a soap. You know, that's a lot of shooting hours. Mm. They just weren't able to do it. So he said, so I think they've said, let this, you know, let's make this happen. And there's part of me that's kind of like, oh, well, I understand why people feel fleeced. The uh, another part of me, the the deeply realist part of me, which is sometimes. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm. And sometimes, you know, it needs to be put in front of you like we're leaving for people to go, oh, no, but hang on, I love you. Mm. So I totally get that. I see why it's, some people could see it as cynical and feel a bit exploited. Mm. But I also get Ryan Maloney's point of view of, well, yeah, it's still loved. So yeah. let's keep
0: doing it. Let's keep doing
1: it. So I'm also torn. But it's not. you're not going to see any of it until the second half of 2023. Who knows what it's going to look like? Who knows what the residents of Pin Crescent, where is, in Vermont, where it is are filmed, they well, think about the decades they've not been able to do anything to the outsides of their house, which yeah. are absolutely eighties oh, blocks. Gee, I love it though. <laughs> allowed Don't to change. touch them. And Don't finally, Neighbours finishes and they're like, I can render it. I can chuck some stuff on the outside. They? Better I better not. I can grow a tree. I can do whatever I want. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, actually.
0: Yeah. It is gonna... your house. You can do what you want, actually.
1: Um, we're starting a new Neighbours. Don't change anything. Like, another. How do they feel? Yeah, yeah. They're probably like,
0: fuck, I just wanted some not stripy blinds. <laughs> You know those stripy blinds from the 80s, the ones, that the vinyl? Yeah. yeah. I just
1: got some for my place. I love
0: them. Personally, I love them. But I imagine having had them for 40-odd years. Yeah, and all those brown and cream colours. Brown and cream colours. Orange. Oh, I love them. I don't want anything to change, but I understand why people would want to. It's Um, going into the block territory now. It is. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the block? 2024, 2023. Pinot Crescent. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: A Block Neighbours collab. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. That is genius TV. All right. Just I should be working say, in it.
1: Saying it out loud that if you are, are copywriting that IP of the Block Neighbours crossover event. Oh.
0: oh, yes. Who wouldn't watch that? That's global. That's a global success <laughs>
1: story. Uh, call me. Call me, Channel 9. Call me, Channel 10. I've got ideas. White Lotus is coming back too. Speaking of returns, it's already here. Mm. We're only four episodes into the second mm, season it's good and too. HP- oh my god, it's so good. Mm. I'm just every towards the end of every week I'm like, I can't believe I've got to wait another three days for the next episode. Um, but it is doing so well. I think seven point five million people watched the first episode on HBO Max. which We is love horrible people. We do love horrible people and we love looking at fancy resorts um, oh and, and seeing how they interact with those spaces. But, yeah, season three is going to be coming. That's yeah, good. Well, season two is in, in, fact, Taormina in Sicily where I
0: have been, Joel and Jack and I went after one Eurovision and stayed in that town. So it's all been
1: lovely to kind of... Oh, my God, was Monday night's episode a recreation of your experience Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't find the men to be paying any particular attention to me at all. Is that the scene you're referring to? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't find them taking any attention to me, but it might be because I'm not 21 and, and full of life. <laughs> um, but, yes, it, it's such a beautiful spot. Oh, I love it.
1: looks amazing. Yeah.
0: It's so incredible. who knows
1: where they'll go for season three? I know. Well, there's been calls for Australia. Okay. Which resort
0: would you put them in, though? Oh, you'd have to put them in um, that, that one up ha- in Hamilton ha- perk- Island. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> Island or whatever it is, that really rich one that no one can afford to go to except or, if you're Liz- sending. Is
1: Lizard Island, the one that Branson owns, you know, oh. the one that you- is like $25,000 a night or something. Are oh, you joking? Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I might get it. I'll try and get it. available on as that. an extra if you're listening. Yeah, I'm I- going to
0: take up acting because since I'm doing Rocky Horror next year, I think this is my new gig actoring.
1: I could, I could do a, a, I feel like you're doing a lot of pitching this bang on. Right I've got right. a TV idea. I'm available for White Lotus season three. Season I'm here for three. this energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for this manifest destiny. <laughs> so good. No one else listens, so I just like, <laughs> I say it to you. Bang fam no. Bang fam no. There's We've definitely, got to put it there's out there. definitely some TV producers in the bang fam. That's for sure. I
0: hope. Well, if they are, um, block neighbors redo, huge. <laughs>
1: Another big thing that rolled through this week, just a couple of days ago, the shortlist for the Macquarie Dictionary Word of the Year. One of our favorite times every mm. year. These are the words or the phrases that have just joined the common vernacular. Yep. Um and there's a handful of them. Should we go through some of the highlights? Oh, uh, well, there's
0: not that many, so we can probably go through them all. It's I, I love this list because it it not just it it isn't just new words or new terms it's very much a pinpoint of where we're at culturally too. Mm. It, it it does say things about the culture at the moment and um, a couple of words that I'm not familiar with, which always pleases me because I'm like, where was I in that moment? How did I miss that? Mm. I wasn't across the word clapta. Now I've never it, seen this before. It sounds like <laughs> a, an STI, to be honest, <laughs> because, you know, you used to get the clap this clapta, but it's a good thing. It's a noun. It's applause from an audience to indicate agreement. With a comedian's joke or statement, especially one of a social or political nature. Oh, Clap God. and laughter. laughter. I don't like it that much, to No, I don't honest. like it either. It's great. No. Um, and an e-change. I, I wasn't across this one. Sounds like an internet cafe from 1993. It does. It does, doesn't it? And it's, yeah, it's got Diver Dan vibes written all over it, doesn't it? Middle-aged lady and Diver Dan. C-change, e-change. It is about that. It's a city environment to rural location made possible by being able to and being permitted to conduct one's work remotely.
1: I feel like more people are using digital nomad, are which they? is people who are able to, I guess maybe that's more people who work in digital fields mm. and they can live anywhere like yeah. Bali, Thailand, yeah, I, I, all that stuff, yeah. Goa. This Bad is where all Fan life. <laughs> live. I think hashtag I'm over a lot of them.
0: The, cyni- the cynicism
1: it. is absolutely yeah. streaming <laughs> off you right now. Hey, one of our favourites, Goblin Mode, made it into um, the mix, yep. which we've celebrated before. Mm. I think we've all gone a bit Goblin Mode. Uh, its description is, it's a noun, uh, a pattern of behaviour characterised by an embrace of indolence and slovenliness. Great word,
0: slovenliness.
1: From the grotesqueness ascribed to the appearance of a goblin. We've all gone full goblin mode yeah. sometime in the last two and a half years. Yeah, well, we
0: were in lockdown for a long time. We? Oh, yeah. we embraced the
1: goblin. Um, there's
0: some other really interesting ones that I think are quite, quite good, but also I didn't really know. Skin hunger. Have you come across this one? I haven't and to be honest, it was a bit creepy when yeah, I read it. Skin I thought it was hunger. like some moisturizer in it. It's a bit Hannibal Lecter, isn't it? Skin it hunger. Skin hunger. It's it's actually the that desire is. for loving or friendly physical contact with another. Well And there's also touch <laughs> hunger. Sounds a bit pervy. I don't want really to want that in the list. Um the spicy cough made it in. Yeah. I mean that's good. I, I feel like that might be a front runner. Yeah. Uh, teal as well given the results of the
1: last federal election the independent candidates mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. um nepo baby is one of my favorites mm. um which is a celebrity who has a famous parent so nepotism baby yeah lily rose Depp, um the hadids oh yeah i mean there's a lot of them yeah they're everywhere they're doing all right though they they're doing all right and Do for they good reason a term? I love, I love Nepo, Nepo baby. baby. I
0: love Nepo Baby. One that I don't want in because I, I feel like it's over, Yassify. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, queen. I'm done with. Which is
1: basically what? Applying lots of filters to, you know, your social media to transform it to make it, you know, glamorous and beautiful. Yassify. Yeah. I feel like that feels outdated already. It does. It was outdated as soon as it hit the PDF document that I'm accessing. That's right. It's a PDF (laughs) of the Macquarie Dictionary Word of the Year. Not a website, a PDF. So good. (laughs) I love this. Old school. One of the uh, biggest highlights, though, Mm. is right at the top of the list, and this is something that we've been celebrating most recently. It feels like it's always been with us but truly celebrated Mm. in the last couple of months. Your favourite, the Bachelor's Handbag.
0: That's right. Um, Takeaway roast chicken in the bag, known colloquially as the bachelor's handbag. It says, from the fact that such a chicken requires no further preparation before consumption, so he's seen as an easy meal favoured by a single person and is often packaged in a small plastic bag with a handle resembling a handbag. And we had, just a few weeks ago, an actual handbag. Mm created. That was art and farge. And
1: a celebration of The Bachelor's Handbag, which I think that we've all come to love um, mm. from childhood and maybe loved a bit more as life gets a bit crazy and you know that at the end of the day, whether you're working from home or coming home from work, Um, You can just swing in and get a little plastic bag of goodness and not do anything to it except grab another plastic bag of salad and dunk it all on the table and say, go at it, fam. Go at it. Go at it. Oh, have you seen (laughs) Mel Buttles? She does this character. It's a mum. Everyone's been sending this to me.
0: And she's so good. And she does a hot chook mum as well just talks about oh look we'll just we've got such and such coming over we'll just get we'll just get a hot chook and um you know it'll be f- like but there's like 15 different scenarios of when the hot chook comes into play it's really good it's really the good. greatest yeah
1: once again there's a lot of bird talk this week in bang on not just the Bachelor's handbag but one of the other things that kind of happened mm. a, about a week and a half ago now but we have to talk about just it because a- it's just so wild yeah following the escape of the lions from Taronga Zoo a few weeks ago, which, Mm. you you know, you might have heard us talk about on Bang On. There was sirens going off. Obviously, there was, you know, big warnings going out to people who were there for the roar and snore. And now a couple of weeks later, (laughs) evacuate now, a couple of weeks later, a lyrebird, um, a bird that's known for their incredible skills at mimicry, Mm. has very faithfully mimicked the sound it heard when that happened. (laughs) That's a bird making that sound. It oh, got a little squeak in there. It also did the laser. What's the laser? It must have been some sort of like laser a, light show. A, a, what? And then this is the creepiest part of it. Our wonderful oh. Bang Babe Corinne found this on a TikTok. I hadn't heard this until a couple of days ago. This is also the liar bird. Oh, no. Now it's getting into Stephen King territory. (laughs) 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 That's the liar bird. That poor bird. That bird's seen things. It's It's heard things and it wants to tell you about it. How full on is that? That is so full on. I'm so impressed and terrified at the same time. So am I. That last squeal. (laughs)
0: That's seen some really terrified children and angry and upset. I can't tired. believe that's a bird. Oh, I can't even listen to it. Can we go back to evacuate now, please? I can give you some laser.
1: <laughs> that's when the bird hit the rave. Oh,
0: <laughs> so good. Oh,
1: very Oh, nice. geez, from joyful lyrebirds to um, one final note that we had to mention because Miff... Um, Bang on's going to take a bit of a sad turn right now
0: yeah I know like i I've gone all serious face it's been a joy thus far but it was it was rough as a
1: fan of the Peregrine
0: Falcons in the last couple of weeks yeah. one of the little they all fledged successfully which is amazing watching them go off the ledge for the first time was just pure joy it took a while to, to to build up to it and 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 at the stage when there was one left on the ledge and the weather's been really awful in melbourne too it hasn't been great fledging weather very windy very windy hailing mm. it's it's nearly christmas and it's hailing it's not right for a moment there we thought it might have been the one left on the ledge that hadn't fledged that ended up Sadly, on the footpath in Collins Street in Melbourne, um, but no, it wasn't that. It, it managed to fledge successfully, but one of the birds might have hit because half of, half of the problem of them being in a city environment is the glass. Of course. The sharp edges in the glass. That's not what would happen in nature. Mm. So, you know, part of watching, the, the beauty of watching this live feed is that we get to see them in being very natural in a very unnatural environment. Normally they'd be up on a cliff or something. So, you know, it's really heartbreaking when you follow follow the family for that whole time and watch them bring them up and then, yeah, one – Apparently flew into a window and got knocked out, and and they couldn't save it. But it, like there was people on the street that could get to it really quickly, which was great. Um, someone you know knew what to do, called wildlife Victoria, and and it was dealt with immediately. So hopefully it wasn't in pain, but it mm. was really sad, and because they were like my little mates. I know. I loved
1: them. There's a few people who messaged the bang box and were like, Oh, I feel so bad for me if it's the first person that I thought of, which is what we got throughout the whole period of yeah. watching the Falcons. I know, and there's been so much up. tragedy, but that's the thing.
0: Nature is nature is difficult and hard and the reality is that three out of four is a good survival rate. Yeah. And I guess it's a reminder we do anthropomorphise these animals and our own as mm. well, but nature
1: is brutal. There's some things that are out of your control. Yeah, I'm reading Bridget Delaney's book on Stoicism ah. at the moment, and I'm all is that about why you're the things, so calm. Yes, there's all the things that you can and can't control, mm. and one of the other cornerstones of Stoicism is that there is one certainty in life, and that is that we will all die, and that we have no choice as to when that will happen. Mm which is the case in that young peregrine falcon. But yeah. Very sad.
0: Very sad. Very but, sad. you know, three out of four is a good number. And, yep, well, it, it, the joy that we get from watching them, you know, is, is just wonderful. I'll be watching next year.
1: Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Well, Dolly's here to make us feel better this week. And this is something that um, happened a couple of weeks ago, but people might have seen that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions um, went down and the ceremony was broadcast on HBO. I can't find it locally on Binge Mm. or anything yet, but you might be able to see some stuff. Online, if you link to that Vulture article that you sent through
0: to me, there's a few different videos of clips, so you can delve in there.
1: It was five and a half hours. Some would say a bloated ceremony. Far out. That's too long. (laughs) It's way
0: too long. I mean, Dolly's you know nearly eighty,
1: isn't she? That's not fair. She was there. She was a sparkling bright light um, in some amazing outfits. And just before we talk about Dolly, a tip of the cap to Pat Benatar, who very gracefully when she got up and accepted her induction said, all is forgiven because she has only once before been even nominated and she didn't get to the final
0: list. Oh, wow.
1: And this is kind of the cornerstone as to why Dolly Parton, Eminem and other what you maybe consider not necessarily rock and roll artists have been inducted because the Hall of Fame and the general public has pretty much realised that if you continue with this idea of rock and roll – quote-unquote, it's very male, pale and stale. Mm. So in order to include and celebrate a much more diverse group of people, you need to open up that field. And since they've done that in the last couple of years, um, it really has, I guess, evened it out a little bit in terms of not just being a whole bunch of old male white rockers. Mm. Dolly Parton, you might remember, initially said, "No, no, I don't want to do this. I'm not a rock and roll person. I don't want to take the votes away from someone else, but she did end up accepting the nomination and, of course, she made the final cut, she says, for the sake of her fans. And, man, she really brought it. Oh, she was amazing. <laughs> I mean, that outfit, what, what
0: do you think it was made of?
1: Leather and or spandex uh, or Whatever, both.
0: doesn't matter. She'd got she... the hot glue gun out, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it, there was a bit dazzling on top of it. It was – look, if she'd gone anywhere near a flame, that would have been it, but – I I just watching her was fabulous. I mean she's always fabulous, but watching everybody around her like people like Simon Le Bon who yeah. was the pure joy on his face that he like singing that he was singing with Dolly Parton was something to behold and 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 that's when you realize I guess the reach of her and and what she's done and her impact and her influence. It goes way beyond, you know, whether or not you you like her as a musician. She is She's more than an icon, mm. you know, and and I think for probably for someone like Simon Le Bon who was in Duran Duran in the eighties, he probably never could say that he loved the song Jolene. And then at whatever age he is now, uh, everything's turned and changed, and he sang that song like you know it was Christmas, yeah, <laughs> and it was beautiful and just pure joy, and I love that everyone's come full circle to love Dolly and appreciate Dolly
1: really yeah. has in the last 10 years like it's kind of been a real shift hasn't it mm. in terms of the celebration and the respect as well mm. the long you know overdue and deserved respect for her as an artist as an incredible songwriter as a philanthropist as of so many mm. things like she's just phenomenal i saw that she you know when she's surrounded by Simon Le Bon Annie Lennox Pat Benatar Sheryl mm. Crow Pink um she's of course Always with the quips, she says, "We've got a star-studded stage up here. I feel like a hillbilly in the city,"
0: (laughs) and I love that she's still playing that role. And she's so not a hillbilly any, and hasn't been for a long time. You know, like she's 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 fancy as fancy these days, yeah. And yet, she still has that. Element to her, and we are happy to believe it. And yeah. she's never lost that that. But she side still has those herself. connections, yeah. does you? you know, she's, she's never lost that side of herself, and yeah. she's never forgotten where she's come from. Totally, even though you know she lives a totally opposite life now. Yeah, but I just, I oh, just
1: love her. She also looks to the future, and I think takes every. Everything that happens to her or any opportunity that is presented to her, she takes it and runs with it. Mm -hmm. And when she accepted the award or the nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and has now been inducted, she said at the time when she accepted the nomination, well, I better make a rock and roll record now to make this legitimate. And she has. And she performed one of the songs, fittingly called Rockin'. Which is going to be in her forthcoming <laughs> rock album. So rock she album. brings it, and this is a uh, this is the one of the sample um, lines from the song, with many country accolades and countries in my veins. But since I heard the big beat, I ain't never been the same. Oh
0: yeah!
1: So Dolly Parton rock and roll album is coming. I hope a tour follows. We haven't seen her in a while, specifically in Australia. Um, but well done and bloody long overdue, you mm. absolute legend. Yeah. Zan, we've got the
0: Olympic Games coming up in 2024 in Paris, wonderful Paris, and uh, I think you might be across the fact that they unveiled their mascot mm. for the 2024 Games. Now, we've had some fabulous mascots. Um, you know, Australia in the Commonwealth Games years ago had that kangaroo. That was cool. Um <laughs> They had a re- bunch
1: of mascot mascots, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Millie we, had, or something? we had a platypus or something. We like had little cartoon Australian yeah. native animals. They're cool. But, They're very but, cute.
0: But the French, you know, they just decided to go with something a little different that ended up not turning out the way they obviously would <laughs> want it to be. What they've done is base their mascot on the hats that were worn that are now visually linked to the French Revolution. They mm. have a name. I don't even know how to say it properly. Yeah. Do you know fruges? Fruges. 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 It's
1: spelled P H R Y G E S. Fruges.
0: Fruges. Fruges. We we probably could look it up on we pronounce, pronounce. <laughs> pronounce.
1: <laughs> com, Shall Any we? Any French bang fam are just okay. throwing their phones. I'm just going across the room. Pronounce right Pronounce P H R I Y. Oh, Myth yes. Google's takes in new levels into pronunciation.com. Yeah, hang on.
0: I, I can't spell it though. P-h-r-y-g-e-s. P-h-r-y-g-e-s. Okay, here we go. It's going right. to take a while. We're going to get an ad. <laughs> um, how to pronounce. Just, let's see how wrong we were. Here we go. Fige. What? Fige. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, going another one. I'm going to one, how to say. It's not which...
1: like someone was just exhaling after a, you know, a good root. <laughs> or Frigia. a sneeze. Sorry, don't... We are looking at how to pronounce this name in what is now Asian Turkey. No.
0: No. Fusher. Okay, listen properly. Fusher. Fusher. Sexy. It is a bit sexy. Very French. I like it. Anyway, the hats, that's what they're called. Um, <laughs> and the mascots were like little red, you know, the ones, they're sort of like a, almost like a triangle with three little knobs on each end. Mm. and little floppy knob little at the A little floppy top. knob at the top, mm. which kind of covers over the the head. Mm. Um, it covers um, over the head, does it? Yeah, it does. Like a hood. Like a hood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, well, that's the thing. Apparently everyone's turned around and said they look like clitorises. <laughs>
1: so good. I know. They do. Not as clitorises long, Clitorises with
0: smiley faces, at least. <laughs> They're happy.
1: Well, of course they are. They're clitorises. Yeah. They're built for pleasure.
0: Yeah. Well, International Women's Day in Paris uh, had uh, a huge, giant, inflatable red clitoris that was put up opposite the Eiffel Tower. Um, that and- wasn't
1: by the government, by the way. That no. was by, like, an activist group. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But I would love
1: it if the government put up a giant
0: clitoris. But the problem is that's exactly what the hats look like. Yes. It, the, the, by the blow-up the clitoris, the blow up clitoris is, is what the hats look like. It's the same colour and everything. And everyone in Paris would have seen that blow-up clitoris mm. because it was it made the news. Mm-hmm. And so you can't reverse back out of that. No. You've done it. It actually looks, they look like, yes, clitorises.
1: Well, this is a great celebration for many women around the world who are finally on the world stage going to be showing so many people who have never understood what a clitoris mm. looks like <laughs> Here it is! Here it is! And you're going to see it for a big, good part of the next three years yes. in front of you with a little smiley face. Um, a lot of people very excited about this. I celebrate it. Olympic mascots are so strange in, in any situation. Mm. I think that the French have absolutely nailed it. And could it be any more of a French thing to have an Olympic mascot that <laughs> resembles a clitoris? <laughs> it is très bien. It's perfect. Miff, before we get into what we're banging on about this week, I just wanted to give a little shout out to the beautiful bang fam who email us every week. I read all your emails. There was one particularly Notice great she said I. bang box. She shares with me the good forward ones. Forward Miff the emails. Yep. Um, But a beautiful email from Polly that I wanted to share with you and our whole bang fam because Polly just emailed us this week to confess a deep, dark secret. She said... I only started listening to Bang On at the end of October. Oh, okay. Two hundred and thirty episodes after your debut. Is this peak Chugi?
0: <laughs> forgotten she's ab- about Chugi. She's Chugy. absorbed the
1: information. I forgot about Chugi. And how does she know about Chugi? If she just started listening, well, she says, "Is this an offence worthy of cancellation?" I'm attempting to redeem myself by catching up. I'm currently on episode one hundred and eighty. Oh my goodness! Another gorgeous bang back. I've had you in my ear every minute possible for the past three weeks, riding the highs of fashion and the lows of lockdown in such a condensed manner makes for thrilling listening. Oh, really? Which always blows my mind. I'm that never listening to it again. I don't. It doesn't exist in my head. Any previous episodes don't exist. It's like listening to diary entries, but for the last five years. I know. In an early episode, Miff talked about getting around to reading slash watching something that she'd meant to get to for a few years and felt that it was the right time for her to experience it when she did. Perhaps this can be my excuse for joining the Bang Fam so late in the game. I'll join the chorus of listeners who say it feels like hanging out with friends. Each time you say I love you to one another at the end of the episode, it feels just like the end of a phone call with my best friend. I'm in Sydney. She's in Melbourne. It warms my heart in the most bittersweet way. Thank you for brightening all of our days with your infectious laughter and excellent hot takes. Be happy and bang on. Polly. P.S. Keep singing. It's the best. (laughs) <laughs> we love you, Polly. How good's that? That's Thank gorgeous. you so much. It really does blow my mind that you binge Bang On. Um, it, so many people kind of, you know, discover us at, at some other, whenever you find us, but mm. you go back and listen and, and we're so happy to have you in the Bang Van, Polly. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be here for another 230 episodes. Welcome aboard. I <laughs> um, And And Polly mentioned that she just listened to Bang Back. I wanted to give you a heads up. We are heading towards the end mm. of... The year, and we do like to round out each year with an epic bang back. So, if you bang fam, speaking to you all now, mm. um, if you have something that you've loved this year, whether it's uh, you know a book, a TV series, a movie, maybe you've learnt a new skill, you've had a great realization, maybe something like Polly that it's you know mm. been kicking around for ages and you've finally gotten around to experience it. It's the right moment for you. We'd love to hear from you. Email us your bang back. The email address is in our show notes. You can find them by listening, sorry, you can find them by looking at the episode details on your podcast app Mm. and we're going to dig into a very big... We listen summer to previous bangs. episodes, you know I don't know where to find anything. <laughs> our final episode for the year will be a massive bang back and we'll hopefully send you into a summer yeah. break with lots of things to discover courtesy of our amazingly well-read, well-viewed and beautiful bang fam. Are we going to do What Have You Learned as well? You can bang back about something you've learned as well. It can be something that's... Because I like that. Yeah, and we had a beautiful one at the end of last year which was quite a tearjerker mm. and also very life-affirming. Mm. So if you want to bang back about you know, something, a cultural thing, or learning how to, you know, plant a tree or do pottery or whatever, or about a big lesson, a big realisation, we're here for all of it. Our email address is in the show notes. Can you just tell us that? I don't know what what it is. Ah. (laughs) Got ya. Yes. Ah! Oh, here we go, finally. Finally. Next week we're going to share a very special bang back as well, our bang on live that we did very recently in Mm. the Barossa Valley at the wonderful Grapes of Mirth Festival. Gosh, it was fun. We're going to share with you um, some really amazing moments from that, specifically with Geraldine Hickey. And Tom Gleason, mm. so listen out for that. That's coming your way next week. Yeah. What are you banging on about this week? I have read a book
0: that I. Adored. I have read a book. I have read a book. I've been <laughs> reading lots actually lately, but this one is a good one. I had to do it in conversation with him as well, so that was sort of part of the reason why I read it. But I'm really glad I did. I am not fine, thanks, by Will Anderson. Oh, I've got this. Okay. Yeah. Keen. It's it's look. It's. I didn't write a diary in lockdown. But if you did, this is what you'd want it to be in a way because it's all the thoughts on all sorts of things, you know, um, uh, anti-vaxxers, COVID deniers. We'll move to Mullumbimby, which is probably ground zero for the opposite of what we were in, which was lockdown in Melbourne. And there were a lot of non-believers there. So he he wrote uh, he wrote from that perspective. And it, it's just a lot of thoughts, I guess, that, that – We'd all had about that experience, but far better articulated and a lot more funny than you know you and I ever could it was it's it's great it's like a it's a moment in time document, and I think I've been a bit frightened to actually delve into anything from that period
1: what well, I was curious about whether you enjoyed it because it's big, some, but big part of it feels like we're kind of like oh, i've got to leave that behind leave that
0: behind exactly, but the thing is it's funny mm. and it's enjoyable and it and it's it's you see a side of will that maybe you don't see necessarily in his. Comedy shows, you know, he, he he shows himself as well. I mean, mm. not that he doesn't do that in his shows, but um, there's there's a real honesty there, at points, you know, crying over a, a washing machine, which really we we were there in lockdown as well, you know, like just the. Stupid little insignificant things they that flip you us. over the edge yeah. that break you when it could be about a million things elsewhere. Um, and I just really enjoyed it as a read. It was, it's like his comedy shows. It's fast, it's furious, it's it's all of those things. And um, yeah, I was sceptical of whether or not I'd enjoy that experience again, but it was like, oh yeah, of course. And I actually, forgot about a lot of stuff yeah. that happened, and it reminded me. And then I think it's a good way to help process what it is that we've gone through. I'm not sure if it's necessarily something people in the north of Australia would net, would feel as much as perhaps... Or the west. Or the west, that we would feel um where we are in Melbourne but yeah i think it's i think it's worth it it's it it, it was an enjoyable ride for something that wasn't enjoyable at all
1: cuz that idea of tragedy plus time equals comedy right Exactly. so it's enough time has passed you talking about it reminds me of a comedy show that i saw denise scott and judith lucy do which was amazing and it was really covid heavy mm. um and they again were talking about things that even i'd blocked out like you know there was a joke about how you'd go for a walk and just be holding an empty coffee cup and pretending to sip out of it air because you were allowed to have your mask off. Outdoors, had to wear masks outdoors. That's but right. it's like, had I just want to be able to breathe air without a mask on. And so you just yeah. pretend you'd be like walking around drinking, fake drinking coffee. I was like, oh my God, I forgot about forgot that. Forgot about that. Well, that's but
0: the thing. When you read this book, it's the same. It's just little forgot, things. Forgot about so much. And that's what we human beings do too. Yeah. When you go through Survival something traumatic, yeah. Yeah. you tend to naturally forget. Like so many women say when they've had babies, they forget the pain of childbirth because they ended up with this gorgeous child. Mm. And I think in a lot of ways we've we've managed to get ourselves through these last few years and kind of we're forgetting already and it's a really it's really weird to notice that process happening in yourself mm. and some of that
1: shit that happened was cooked and it's worth laughing at it was absolutely <laughs> cooked <laughs> and we're probably a bit cooked because of it but yeah, that's okay you can hear that in the last 230 episodes <laughs> of bang on like and subscribe yeah what are you banging on about well i also have read a book oh, i've been well reading done. a lot too And the book that I just finished, which I loved, is the latest from Holly Throsby, who I'm pretty sure I've banged on about every one of her books. This is her third. She's so good. She's so good. And like the other two, which is Goodwood and Cedar Valley, the latest is called Clark with an E. It's named after a town in what I call the Holly Throsby Marvel Universe. She's Mm. got this kind of... I
0: much prefer her universe to a Marvel Universe. I can't keep up with a Marvel Universe.
1: Exactly. It's sort of like set in... Um, A fictional group of towns, but you'd imagine it would be somewhere around the Southern Highlands area Mm. of New South Wales. Small towns, lovely characters, and written so beautifully that they feel like people that you know. And set in the 90s, there's no pastiche, it's not like cheesy 90s references. There's just things that are just, again, little moments where you're like, oh my God, I'm right there. Like she's talking about Harvey World travel. You know, it's like oh, that's right. <laughs> just going down to get you know organize my travel through Harvey Ward travel and get one of those plastic um,
0: pockets. You know the the, the thing. When yes, the you, you <laughs>
1: plastic sleeves. Plastic
0: sleeves when yeah. you go to a travel agent. That when you always oh, get I'm all going, your documents. I'm
1: going on a plane and get your plane ticket that's yeah. got the three different you know like printed versions off. of it. So all of that just sort of takes you to a time and place. This is another murder mystery. The first two books were the same. Um, the main story, similarly to her last book, which was tied to kind of the real life events of the Summerton Man narratively Mm -hmm. a little bit. This one's also linked to real life events. It kind of echoes the Chris Dawson and Lynette Dawson murder. But there are two other mysteries as well within this book. And those are kind of unveiled through the process of this Rupert Reed. It's just so good. She's this is the perfect holiday read. I'm going okay, to bang great. back early. But yeah. even if you just need a, a cracking read, like all three of her books are brilliant. She's a great writer. Um, and the good news is that Goodwood is being made into a TV show. I hope that all three books become, you know, subsequent series because they're just so fantastic and she's yeah. a brilliant writer. So Holly Throsby's latest, Clark, is excellent. Great. And I reckon Bang Fam would love it. Yep.
0: We're done.
1: <sighs> I, I didn't want that to end today.
0: That was great.
1: Our email address is bang on. Oh, you've been squirreling away over there. Dot podcast at abc.net.au. Dot podcast. Or you can find it in the show notes. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Tom Gleason and Geraldine Hickey in next week's episode. We can't uh, wait. And it was so good. I'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bang. 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 Bang, bang. bang on. What are you typing? Just typing. You know how comforted I am by the sound of you typing? Mm-hmm. I was ha- doing it's it in a- the break so it wouldn't go into the podcast, but <laughs> I don't mind if anyone wants it in the podcast. It's It
0: is.